Hey friends, what's up? And welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Dafhei, Daf 5 of Masechta Megillah. Friends, who can tell me what Dafhei talks about? Well, uh, Dafhei talks a little bit about um, reading Megillah. I'm Purim. We also get to a new Mishnah and we discuss a few different things, including uh, doing Malacha, doing activities on, um, on, on uh, Purim. So, friends, that's what we're going to be discussing over here. Let's jump in. We are on the top of Daf Hemur Alf, Masech Megillah. In the very top line of the page, Amur Rav, Uah, says Rav, Wow, my voice is like to a large degree back. <coughs> I mean, I'm coughing. Can I tell you? But it <coughs> uh, feels pretty okay. Um, so, says Rav, <coughs> So, when we're talking about reading the Megillah Megillah on time, like on the 14th day of Adar, so then even an individual fellow can read the Megillah. You don't need a quorum of 10 men. Whereas, if we're not, if it's not the uh, 14th of Adar, for example, if the villages are reading, um, you know, on an earlier date, well then, Yadav can need a quorum of 10 men. A uh, minion. Ravasi Omar says Ravasi Bain Bismana Bain Shalobismana. Whether we're talking about uh, on the 14th of Adar at its proper time, whether we're talking about at an earlier time, Basara, either way, you need uh, a minion. Hava Uvdud is Taka Maise. Vichoshle Rav Lodder Ravasi. Now, and, and Rav, you know, so there's a certain uh, time, I guess, when. Um, even they're reading the Megillah on Purim, and still Rab preferred to have a quorum, a minion, even even though it was on Purim, and he says that technically on Purim itself, you could read it as an individual. All right, sounds like a good story. Umiyama Rav Hochi, frak the Gemara, one second. Does Rav really say this? Does Rav really say that on, that on, that when it's not its proper time, so then, yeah, you need a quorum, and on its proper time, you don't need a quorum. Ve'omer Rav Yehuda Breder of Shmuel Bar Shilas Meshmei the Rav Uah. It says Rav Yehuda Breder of Shmuel Bar Shilas in the name of Rav. Purim Shcholios b'Shabbos. If you have Purim that falls out on a Shabbos, Uah, Erev Shabbos Manam. So we say Erev Shabbos is its time. So what does that mean? What does it mean that when <coughs> Purim falls out? On Shabbos, so then Erev Shabbos is its time. So if Shabbos Zman and Bo Shabbos Man, I thought Shabbos is talk of the time. So Elo, Lav, Ochikom, so we want to say it, this is what Rav is saying, is that Shalob is Manam Kizman, that we treat not at its proper time like its proper time. Azmanam Afilu Biyochid, Av Shalob is Manam Afilu Biyochid, that just like at its proper time, so then even an individual can read from the Megillah. So then maybe I'll say, even when it's not its regular time, even if it's a day early or so, so then even an in individual would be able to read from the Megillah. So we say, lo, no, le'inyan, mikra, Megillah, ba'asar. No, it's talking about... So when it comes <coughs> to reading, <laughs> excuse me, the Megillah, <coughs> so that would have to be with 10, right? So, so, right, meaning we wanted to say a second ago, the Rav is saying is that if Shabbos Manum, right, means that just like 
uh, on its proper time, you can read by an individual. So also, when it's not its proper time, it can be read by an individual. So we say, When it comes to reading the Megillah, so you're going to have to have 10 people, because since it's not at its proper time, Taka have to have 10 people. Elamai Erev Shabbos Manam. So then what does it mean that Erev Shabbos is its time? Because after all, Shabbos is its time. Slafuke Midrebi notes to the exclusion of Rebbe. Of course, Rebbe had said that once already they're not reading on <coughs> Shabbos, so then it should get pushed early, bumped up to Thursday, not to Friday, to the Yom HaKnisa. So Rav is saying, no, Erev Shabbos, manam, that in that situation, when Purim falls out on Shabbos, you don't bump it up like Rebbe to the Yom HaKnisa, rather you read it on Friday. Hokmashman the Erev Shabbos Manamu is teaching us that Taka Erev Shabbos is the time to read the Megillah. All right, that Taka sounds uh, like a lot of fun. Says the Mishnah, Ezri Gedola. What's <laughs> considered a large city? If there are ten people who there, the only thing that they need to do is be in the synagogue, so that so that there's always ten people in the synagogue. But if it's a place that doesn't have 10 people whose job it is to always be in the synagogue, so that is not considered a large city, it's called a, considered a village. When it comes to reading the Megillah, so we say, but we'll read it earlier rather than later, right? Of course, the Apostle says, that we don't read the Megillah after Purim, right? So we're saying over here that the villages they could bump up reading the Megillah earlier than Purim, but not later. But as we learned about Masech Tainus, there are those days when certain families would bring um, um, uh, wood for the service in the temple on the altar, and they would bring korbanos with it. So Vitishabav, as well as Tishabav, Chagiga, <coughs> excuse me, the Korban Chagiga, on uh, on on the on the shalosh So, for example, on the, at the beginning of Sukkot, so you bring a korban chagiga, shalme chagiga, korban shlomim. So, if let's say the first day of Yom Tif is a Shabbos, so you're not going to bring the korban chagiga on Shabbos. So, rather <coughs> rather than bumping it up earlier, he'll talk offer it later. Vehakol as well as hakol that. Um, um, on the eighth year of the Shemitah cycle, i.e. the first year of the Shemitah cycle. So, <coughs> the, the, on, on the second day of Sukkot, so the king reads from the from the Torah in front of all the people. So, so if that's a Shabbos, so they push it off. So, in those cases, they talk right? So, by the Zmanat, as well as Tishabav, Chagiga, Hako, in all these cases, if they can't do it, on the proper time, so rather than bumping it up, like we see um, over here by Megillah, they push it up. Ma'achrin below Magdimen, they 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 do it later. Afalpisha Amu Magdimen, Mutarin Behespit, Uvitanus of Matanus Levionum. And even though we say that they can bump up the 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 Kriyas Megillah, right? So let's say, uh, I don't know, uh, Purim is on a Wednesday, so they bump up for the for the villages to read on Monday. So even though it's not actually Purim, right? Purim is Wednesday, but the, in the, you know in this example, but they're reading the Megillah on Monday. But Mutar and Behespid, so you, you're you're allowed to 
uh, eulogize on that day because it's not Purim of Atinus, and you can fast Matanus Leviarum and you can uh, um, deliver um, gifts to the poor on that day, even though it's not actually Purim. Alright. So when do we say these halachis about uh, these these uh, villages going to the large cities and reading Megillah early? That's Let's talk about a situation where anyways these villages are coming in on Mondays on and Thursdays. But but if we're talking about villages that do not normally go into the larger cities on Monday and Thursday, so then they can only read Megillah uh, at its proper time. right? In situations where you have these villages that are anyways going in on Monday and Thursday to the large cities, so in those cases they can read the Megillah early. However, um, you know when they go in for the, for the Yom HaKnisa, but uh, villages that do not normally... Uh, go to the larger cities on Mondays and Thursdays, so then they cannot just go in order to Chaparai and Megillah early. Alright. Tana, we talk a learning appraiser. Asar batlonen, Shebebeis HaKnesis. Then we talk about these ten people we're talking about in the synagogue. Be'elu amu maktimen v'lamaachrin. In these um, situations, they said, maktimen v'lamaachrin, that we said that when it comes to Megillah, we're reading it early, but by those other examples, we do it later. My time, how come? Omer Abba, Omer Shmuel, Omer Kro, Ua. says Reb Abba, in the name of Shmuel, that it says in the Pasuk. What does it say? Vloyava. They, they do not pass it, that we don't want the, but you can't read the Megillah after Purim. It has to be, if you're going to do it at a different time, it has to be earlier. Vomer Abba, Shmuel, says Reb Abba, in the name of Shmuel. Okay, how do you know that we don't count days for years? Because it says the months of the earth. You count uh, months, not days. Meaning, so if a fellow says, I don't know why he's thinking, but he says he's not going to eat pizza for a year. So if it's the first of Nisan, so he doesn't eat pizza till the next first of Nisan, but we're not going to count like 365 days. It goes by month. And says the rabbis of Caesarea, I guess, in the name of Rabbi Abba. All right. How do we know that we do not count hours for months? As the Pazuk says, until a month of days. So you got days for months, not hours. What's the nafkamina? The nafkamina is that say a fellow says that he's divorcing his wife if he doesn't, uh, I don't know, come home or something in in a month. So now if it's a short month, if it's a 29 day month and he comes back, mamash at the end of the 29 days, so then he, then, 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 then he's, he's divorced. Even though he came back and then, even though technically every month is 29 and a half days. So technically it's not yet the end of the month, but we consider the month by whole days and not by half days. And therefore, um, uh, right, by, 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 by days and not by hours. And therefore, if it's a Chodesh Chaser and we're saying that it's, uh, the month is over, so he's divorced, even though technically speaking, maybe as another, um, you know, 
12 hours or so, but we go by the days, we don't go by the hours. Alright, that sounds very nice. Um, okay. Avon, but when it comes to these um, um, people who donate wood to the, to the temple altar, the Tishabov, as well as uh, the, the commemoration of Tishabov, the Chagiga, the Hakol, as well as the Shalmi Chagiga, <laughs> the Yom Tevim, and Hakol, the, the, the first year of the Shemitah cycle, when the king reads from the Sefer Teirah, in front of all the people, in those cases, we talk a push it off later. The reason why we push off Tishabav as opposed to bring it closer is because we don't want to bring closer uh, negative predicaments like Tishabav. We don't want that to be earlier. If we need to, we'll push it off, but not not make it closer. When it comes to the Korban Chagiga, right? So if, <coughs> excuse me, if Let's say the first day of Sukkot falls out on a Shabbos. So you're not going to offer the Shalmi Chagiga on Shabbos. You'll so push it off rather than making it earlier. Right? As well as Hakol. As well as, uh, you know, when the king reads from the Sefer Torah on uh, Sukkot of the first year of the Shemitah cycle. The reason why we um, push it off as opposed to bump it up is because it's not yet the time. Right, you know, Korban Chagiga, for example, is offered on Sukkot. You can't offer it before Sukkot. So if you can't offer it on the first day of Sukkot, because it's Shabbos, offer it on the second day of Sukkot, but not, can't do it earlier, because uh, it's just, it postured, it isn't Sukkot yet, there's no Chiyuv yet to bring a Shalmi Chagiga. Tano, it's Takatona, Brayso, Chagiga v'chol zman Chagiga me'achrin. So it says the Gemara, the Gemara quotes a Brayse, it says <laughs> that the Korban Chagiga, all right, the Shalom Chagiga that you that you offer on the Shalosh Rugalim, v'chol zman Chagiga, as well as the entire time of the Chagiga, me'achrin, you push it off. So now we will. What does this mean that the Chagiga and the entire time of the Chagiga? So b'shalom Chagiga. Okay, so I understand what it means is that the Korban Chagiga itself you push off. Well, the imikle b'shabata, that if uh, the first day of Yom Tif, let's say the first day of Sukkot is a Shabbos. Well, ma'achrinanle. Okay, so we push it off, right? So if the first day of Sukkot, let's say, is Shabbos, so then you're gonna defer the offering of the Shalmi Chagiga until the next day. Okay, what do you want me to tell you? Okay, ma'achrinanlevasa Shabbat. Fine. Ela zman Chagiga mai. What does it mean that the time of the Chagiga? We are ma'achrin. What's this time of the Chagiga? Amr v'shaya. So we're going to see Taka three answers. Here's the first one. Amr v'shaya. Hachika Amr. This is how you understand the Brisa. Chagiga b'shabes. Okay. So the Korban Chagiga, uh, when Yom Tif falls out on Shabbos, ve'olas re'iya afilu b'yom Tif desman Chagigahu. And when it comes to the olas re'iya, right? There's two korbanis that we bring on the Shalosh Rugalim. One is the um, Shalmi Chagiga, Korban Shlomim. The other is the Ola Sriya, Korban Ola that you offer uh, on the Shalosh Shugalim. So, so this is a Gemara <laughs> that we learned about, Mesech the Be'ah, that um, according to Be'i at least, so you can offer Shalmei Chagiga on Yom Tif. However, you do not offer Ola Sriya on Yom Tif. So, even though Yom Tif is the Zman Chagiga, Right, it's, you you can offer the korban chagiga according to Beis on Yom Tif, 
But nonetheless, um, the olas re'iya, you would not offer, you would push that off. So again, let's read it again. Amr of Oshai says, of Oshai, Ahochik, Amr, this is how to understand the b'raisa. The b'raisa that says, Chagiga v'cholzman chagiga ma'achrin. That the chagiga and the entire time of the chagiga we push off. So what does this mean? Ahochik, Amr, this is what it means. Chagiga b'shabes. So the korban chagiga, when Yom Tif falls out on Shabbos, as well as v'olas re'iya afilu b'yom Tif, as well as the olas re'iya, even when we're talking about on Yom Tif itself, when you're allowed to offer the shamli chagiga, so Dizman Chagigo, it's the time of the Chagiga, Ma'achin, we nonetheless push it off. Mani Beishamahi, this is the opinion of Beishamahi, the Tnan, as we learn in the Mishnah, Beishamahi Amim, says Beishamahi, it's a Mishnah we saw in Mesech Tepeya, Mevin Shlam Biyomtiv Ein Somchen Alein, that we can um, offer um, Korban Shlamim on Yomtiv, says Beishamahi, we just don't lean upon the animal. You would lean upon the animal before uh, Yomtiv starts, right? Because before you offer a korban, you lean on it. So you would do that before Yom Tif. But on Yom Tif, otherwise, you can offer the korban shlomim. And part of the korban shlomim, of course, goes to the person who offers it. So it's ki simchas Yom Tif um, for him. Have a low olos, but you do not offer the olas riyah. You do not offer a korban ola on Yom Tif. Whereas Basil will say, you can offer Korban Shlomim, you can offer Olas Re'iyah on Yom Tif, and you could do Smicha, um, all that stuff as well. So, the way that Rabbi Oshaya explains this Brisa, that says that the Chagiga and the Kozman Chagiga Me'achrin, it means that the Korban Chagiga, when Yom Tif fall, when the first day of Yom Tif falls out on Shabbos, or the Olas Re'iyah, even on a regular Yom Tif, which is a time for the when you, the time that you're allowed to offer the Chagiga, meaning even Beis Shamis is you're allowed to offer the Korban, right, the 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 Shalman Chagiga on Yom Tif, but you would not be allowed to offer the Olas Re'iyah on Yom Tif. So in both those cases, by the Korban Chagiga on Shabbos and the Olas Re'iyah on Yom Tif, you push it off, you do not bump it up. Rave Yom says Rave Chagiga, Kolzman Chagiga Me'achrin. Tvei low. So says Rava, what this means is that the Korban Chagiga, you can push it off as long as, right, as uh, during the festival, but not more than that. Let's go right to for a second. The Tanan, as we learn in the Mishnah, Mishlochog b'yom tevarishin shalchog, if a fellow did not bring the Shanli Chagiga on the first day of Sukkis, Chogeg v'cholech es kolaregel kulo v'yom tevarishin shalchog, so he can offer the Korban Chagiga the entire duration of Sukkot, right? So if you didn't offer the Korban Chagiga on the first day of Sukkot, so you have the entire Sukkot as well as Shemini Atzeres to offer your 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 your, your Shalmei Chagiga of a regal. But once the regal passes, once the festival passes, well then, Velochog, if he did not um, bring his Shalmei Chagiga, ain't Chayib Bachoryusa, so he doesn't make it up. Um, so, that's, so that's how Rava understands um Chagiga v'chozman Chagiga. That the Korban Chagiga, and during the entire time of the festival, so you push it off, but you do not bring it earlier. If you didn't offer the Korban Chagiga on the first day of uh, Sukkot, so you can offer it on the second day, or the third or the fourth, until the end of the festival. Um, Ravashi Omar says Ravashi, Chagiga v'chozman Chagiga ma'achrin. What does this mean? Vafilu atzeres dechadyoma. Even Shavuos, which is only one day. So if it's only one day, so what happens if, what happens if Chagiga for, if, if Shavuos, for example, falls out on a Shabbos? So what, what do you do about the Shamli Chagiga? 
right? When it comes to Sugis, for example, if the first day of Sugis falls out on Shabbos, we said you could bring the Shamli Chagiga the, uh, the, during the rest of, 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 of Sukkot. What about Shavuos, which is only one day? If it's Shabbos and you can't bring the Shamli Chagiga, so when do you offer it? So, Me'achrin, we can nonetheless push it off. The Tanan, as we learn in the Mishnah, Modim Shimchol Atzeres, Leos B'Shabbos, Sheyom Tvoach, Acher HaShabbos. That everyone agrees that when um, Shavuos falls out on Shabbos, they will offer the Korban Chagiga after Shabbos, even though it's going to be, right, meaning on Sunday, even though you're, it's, go, it's, um, it's no longer Shavuos. So we see that even Shavuos, there's Tashlumen for, for the duration of the week, even though Shavuos is only a one-day um, festival. All right, that sounds like great stuff. Okay, Givaldi. <laughs> so, so says the Gemara. Amr Belazer, Amr Bchanina. Uwa. That's Givaldi. Rabbi not in the table for him. Uwa. Rabbi, Rabbi Take uh, planted a tree on Purim. Very interesting. Barachat's be Corona shall Tzipori, but she also be Thomas. And Itaka bathed sort of in. Out in the open on 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 Kilu, meaning he went to the public bathhouse on Shavasa Batamas. Like he wasn't hiding the fact that he was going to the bathhouse on Shavasa Batamas. And he wanted to uproot Tishabov, but they said no way. Now Rabbi Bazabda says to Ribbalazar, he says, one second, that's not what happened. Rebbe did not want to uproot Tishabov. That year, Tishabov fell out on Shabbos, and he got pushed off to Sunday, and Rebbe's opinion was, Whereas Rebbe says, look, we're not, we're not going to fast on Sunday just because. You know, if, if Tishabov falls out on Shabbos, and therefore we're not going to fast on Shabbos, so we won't, do, we won't fast that year. There's no point of fasting on a Sunday. That was Rebbe's opinion. The rabbis felt otherwise and felt that no, we should make it up and, and, and there should be a, a fast on Sunday. To which Rabbi responded, to Rabbi Zavda, he says two is better than one. Because if it was just me, I would have thought that Rebbe actually tried to uproot Tishabah. But uh, you helped me out and clarified for me that no, Rebbe wasn't trying to uproot Tishabah. That particular year, Tishabah fell out on Shabbos. And Rebbe felt, look, if we're not going to fast on Shabbos, let's just not fast at all. In fact, the Gemara, the Gemara wants to know, Rebbe, Rebbe, not in the Purim, one second. How did Rebbe plant a tree on Purim? Ve'atani Rav Yosef. But Rav Yosef taught, Simcho Mishta Ve'yomtiv. That the Pasuk says that Purim is, 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 is a day of happiness, of feasting, of festivaling, yomtiving, Simcha melamech asurim behespid. When it says that Purim is a day of happiness, it means that we don't eulogize. Mishta is a day of feasting. Melamech also betainus. You're not allowed to <laughs> to fast. Ve'yomtiv, <laughs> and it's also a holiday. Melamech also baziyas melacha. It teaches that you talk not allowed to So how is Rebbe able to plant a tree on Purim if you're not allowed to do melacha on Purim? And planting a tree is a melacha. So Rebbe by our base or Hava, well Rebbe was obligated in Purim on the 14th, right? Of course we're only obligated in Purim one day. I live in Yerushalayim, so I'm fortunate 
that um, uh, I celebrate Purim on the 15th day of Adar. It's a Givaldiga thing to celebrate Shushan Purim. So although last year I was in Chutzlaretz, so I celebrated on the 14th. I went to my friend's house. We got Fashnikit. So um, in Chutzlaretz. So um, Rebbe by Beisar Havas. So Rebbe was a, a, he needed to, uh, he celebrated Purim on, on the 14th. And when he planted the tree on Purim, it wasn't, it was Shushan Purim. And he didn't celebrate Shushan Purim, he celebrated regular Purim. Ini, is that true? Rebbe was in Tveria. Rebbe was in a few places. He was in Beis Shirem. He was in Tveria. Was he also in Yavne, I think, as well? But okay, I guess at the time, Rebbe was in Tveria. It's very And Tveria, it was, it was a walled city dating back to the period of Yoshua ben Nun. In which case, um, the 15th is Take when he would celebrate Purim. So Ella, Rebbe bar Chameisar Hava, no, so flip it around. Rebbe was obligated on Purim for, to, to celebrate Purim on the 15th day of Adar, Vichinoto bar Beisar Hava, and when he planted his tree, it was on the 14th, on regular Purim. When we, to which, to, to which the Gemara says, wait a second, it, was it so obvious to Rebbe that Tzipori, wait what? No, Tveria, is it so obvious to Rebbe that Tveria would be considered a place that had a wall from the time of Joshua? But Chizkiah, after all, read Megillah in Tveria on both the 14th and the 15th of Adar, Misapkale, because he was unsure, Chizkiah didn't know if Tveria was considered a, um, a city that had a wall around it from the time of Joshua or not. So therefore, how would how could Rebbe simply celebrate the 15th day of Adar as, you know, celebrate Shushan Purim, celebrate Shushan Purim, but apparently it's not so clear-cut that Tveria um, had, is considered a walled city from the time of Joshua. So the Gemara says, Look, Chizkiya wasn't sure if Tveria had a wall from the time of Joshua. Therefore, he read Megill on the 14th and 15th. But Rebbe was clear. Rebbe was clear that Tveria is considered <laughs> is a city that had a wall from the time of Joshua. And therefore, he celebrated Purim on the 15th day of Adar. And he planted a tree on the 14th day of Adar. But one second. One second. But even if Rebbe knows that Tveria is a walled city from the time of Joshua and the 15th day of Adar is when they celebrate Purim, but nonetheless, Mishari, does that mean that he's allowed to plant a tree on the 14th day of Adar? Ve'oksiv b'megillus Tainus. Taka says in Megillus Tainus that we're familiar with because we learned Misaf the Tainus. Right? This this, this um, sort of uh, um, accounting of days that we uh, do not uh, fast on them. Some of them we don't eulogize on them. <laughs> residual cough. That the 14th and 15th days of Adar, they are the days of Purim, and we do not eulogize on those days, on the 14th and 15th days of uh, Adar. The Amr Rave and says Rave lo nitzrucha ella. What it's teaching us is 
Le'asor es shelze boze ve'shelze boze. That that which is not allowed on one is not allowed on the other. And therefore, and therefore, if Rav is saying that what's prohibited on one is prohibited on the other, so then if on the 15th Rebbe would be unable to plant a tree, so then on the 14th Oichit, also on the 14th he would be unable to plant a tree. Sanimili behesped of Tainus and for the Gemara that when we say that what's forbidden on one is forbidden on the other, that's talking about eulogizing and fasting. That just like you're not allowed to eulogize and fast on the 15th, if you're a Shushan Purim fellow like me, so also the same thing would apply to the 14th of Purim, that you would not fast, you would not eulogize. Avo, milacha, yom echod v'sulo. However, uh, the prohibition against doing milacha, against doing work on Purim, only applies on the, on the day that you celebrate. So therefore, if Rebbe was a Shushan Purim man, so on Shushan Purim, you would not be allowed to plant a tree, but on the 14th uh, day, of other, he's allowed to plant a tree. Ini, is this so? Barav Chazi Lau Gavra, Davoka Shidikitone Bifuraya, but Rav saw a certain feller, fellow who was, what was he, planting um, f- flax on Purim. Vilatie, Vilotzomach Kitone, and Rav cursed him and his, uh, and his flax didn't grow. Alright. No. So we see that Taka, you're not allowed to do the Malacha. Hasan Bayoma, Hava, the Gemara says, yeah, but that's because it was Purim for that fellow. And, and on Purim, you're not allowed to do Malacha. That is why um, Rav <coughs> cursed that fellow, said his um, flax should not grow. Rav Bedrava Omar says, Rav Bedrava Afilutema Biyome says, Rav. You can even say that Rebbe planted this tree on Shushan Purim, on the day that's Purim Purim. But that the Yidin accepted upon themselves that on Purim they don't fast, on Purim they don't eulogize. However, they do Malacha. Malacha lo Kabilo Alayu, they didn't accept upon themselves in Isra Malacha. That if you look at the Psukim, the first Pasuk, the earlier Pasuk says that, um, that Purim is a day of, the Purim is Taka, a day of, um, 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 uh, happiness and feasting and Yomtiv. But then later on the Pasuk says, Lasos Osam to make them, Yeme Mishta days of feasting and of happiness, Vilu Yomtiv Loksiv. But it doesn't say anything about yomtiv, about uh, making it a uh, you know a day that would be also melacha. So 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 actually says Rabbi Derava that the Yidin never accepted upon themselves in Isra melacha on Purim. Ve'ela Rab my time melate le'ugavu. But if that's the case, then why did Rab curse that fellow who was planting flax on Purim that his flax shouldn't grow? What he's not doing anything wrong if the Yidin never accepted in Isra melacha. So then, So Rav says, well, because that fellow who was planting flax was in a place where they did not do melacha on um, Yom Tif, on, on Purim. And therefore, something that technically speaking is permitted, but other people have determined that uh, it's Osir, that's what it was, but where Rebbe lived, that, that wasn't the custom. Where Rebbe lived, they would do malacha on Purim. Therefore, he planted a tree. 
However, Rav uh, witnessed his fellow planting, a, a planting flax in a place where they didn't do malacha. Therefore, he cursed the little guy. Right, Rav cursed the little guy. I don't know if I said Rav. Rav cursed the little guy because he was planting flax in a place where he shouldn't have been planting on uh, on 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 Purim. All right, Vibai Semu. Or if you want, I will say, Leolam Nog. Really, you can even say that where Rebbe lived, I guess in Tveria, um, they would not plant. They would <laughs> they would not do malacha on uh, Purim. But nonetheless, Rebbe Rebbe was planting a plant of 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 happiness, of rejoicing. Because it's not as we learn in the Mishnah of Ru'elu Nenu, as we learn about in Masech Tainus, that if the fast days passed passed and there was no uh, rain, Mimaitin right, right? We learned about the thirteen fast days. If all thirteen fast days passed and there was no rain, Mimaitin Umaton, so then we. Um, so then we, 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 we do less business, with, building and planting, we minimize the getting married, vitano Allah, and we talk a and it was taught about it, binyan, binyan shal simcha, that when we talk about building, we're talking about building of happiness, netia netia shal simcha, planting, planting of happiness, ezeu, binyan shal simcha, what is considered a building of happiness, zabone, Based Hasanus of No, this is a fellow who builds a um, like a chuppah for his son. That sounds very nice. Ezu Nitiya Shosimcha was a planting of happiness at Notea Avarnikesh Omalachim. That's a fellow who plants a certain tree uh, for kings. I don't know, you plant a tree and give it to the king or something. What do you want me to tell you? Um, anyways, the Rebbe was, I guess, planting some kind of fancy tree and even though technically you're not allowed to, uh, I guess, do Malacha on Purim, but Netiyah Shal Simcha, I guess, would be an exception. Gufa, we talked, said earlier, Chizki Kari B'Tveria Bar Besa Uv Chamesa Misapkale Yimu Kefes Chomim Yimos Rishob Benun Hii Lo. Again, we said earlier, Chizkiah Kari B'Tveria Bar Besa Uv Chamesa The Chizkiah would read the Megillah and Tveria on both the 14th and the 15th of Otter. Because Mesapkale, he was not sure. He was unsure, he was uncertain if uh, Tveria was walled, a walled city from the time of Joshua. Mesapkale, Milsa did Tveria? One second. Was Chizkiah really uncertain about the status of Tveria? But it was Taka taught in the Pasuk. That these um, walled cities, Tzer v'chamas rakas v'chinaris, Tzer v'chamas rakas and kinaris, v'kaimel and rakas o'tveria. And we say that rakas is tveria. So basically, we see seem to have a posik. Where's this posik? In Yoshua. A posik in Yoshua. Ua. Givaldik. Yoshua. Yoshua binun. And it says that the Ari Mivtsar atzidim, that these sort of um, uh, walled cities, these these strong cities, of which Rakas, which is Tveria, was one of them. So, Hainu Tamad de Mesapkale, so says, Enochinami, yes. Tveria had a wall around it from the time of Joshua. But, Chizkiah was concerned with the following. Mishum Dechad Gisa Shuru Diyoma Havos. Because Tveria, one of its walls was actually the sea. So there was like three walls. And then the fourth side was the Kinneret, was the Sea of Galilee. So it wasn't a proper wall. 
so 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 it was um so the 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 galilee the sea of the galilee was on the other side and therefore that's why Chizkiah was uncertain if Kinneret, if 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 uh, Tiberia was considered a walled city or not from the time of Joshua. Even though three walls were from Joshua, there wasn't actually a fourth wall. It was just the the, the Kinneret. So Yehachi, if that's the case, am I misapkale? But then if you're telling me that one wall of Tiberia was the sea, then what's the question? Obviously, it's not considered walled. Vadai lav chomai. Certainly, it's not considered a wall. The Tanya, as we talk and learn in the Bryce, in the in the context of bate ori choma, I think it comes up from time to time that a fellow who sells a, um, a house in a walled city it has its own special halachis, and it says in defining a walled city, the Tanya asher lo choma velo shor eager. Then when it says that it has a wall and not a um, you know, if you have like like townhouses, Kilo, it has to be like a proper separate wall, not just like a bunch of houses that are next to each other that Mimela make a wall. And when it says that the wall has to be around it to the exclusion of Tiveria, that if it's really only walled on three sides and the fourth wall, so to speak, is the is the sea. That would not count as a but for Bate Arichoma. So we see that Tiveria Certainly is not right because of the of the sea there. It's certainly not considered a walled city. But and for the Gemara that you need Bate Arichoma lo Masapkale, Chizkia had no question about Bate Arichoma that Tiberia would not be considered a walled city with regard to the halachas of selling real estate in a walled city. Kiko Masapkale, what he was uncertain about was the Indian Mikra of Megillah with regarding to reading the Megillah. My prosim, how do you define prosim umamukaf and how do you define? The distinction between walled cities and non-walled cities in the context of reading the Megillah, the Chzive Gabe Mikro Megillah, that it says by Mikro Megillah, Mishum Dahane Migalu Vani Lo Migalu, is the concern that um, prosy cities, unwalled cities, are revealed, whereas walled cities are completely, um, you know, covered and concealed. Venami Megalia. And Tiberia also is revealed. It's visible because of the, 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 the side that is the sea. And therefore, maybe it's not considered a walled city. Or maybe the difference between a walled city and a non-walled city is that one is protected and the other one isn't. And Tiberia is protected because even the wall that's the sea, you know, it's sort of the, the sea provides protection. And that's why Chizkiah was uncertain if Tiberia was considered a walled city or not because, um, you know, one of its walls was the sea and therefore he's not sure exactly how to relate to that wall. Is it about protection, in which case the, the, the wall of the sea offers protection, or it is about being um, sort of concealed, in which case it's not concealed if you have an open wall, right, if the wall is the sea. That's why Chizkiah was uncertain. Ravasi kori Megillah b'hutzol barbeso v'chameser. Ravasi read the Megillah in Hutzol. On the 14th and 15th <laughs> days of other, because Mesapkale Mukefes Choma he he loved because he wasn't sure if Hutzol was a walled city from the time of Joshua or not. Ikedamer that those who say Amr of Asi says of Asi I Hutzol deves binyamin Mukefes Choma Mimosushua he the Ravasi Taka says that this Hutzol is um, is Taka considered a, uh, certainly a walled city from the time of Joshua. All right, Gavaldik, friends, that was the Fayyab Msech Megillah. We learned today that even though there are other situ- situations where we push off 
things, such as the Korban Chagiga or the or Tishabav, right? If we can't do it at its proper time, so we push it off. However, when it comes to Megillah, we talk, uh, do it early because the Pasuk says, Velo Yavor, that you should not pass um, Purim without reading the Megillah. You can't read the Megillah after the fact. We then saw this interesting Brisa, which says that a Chagiga of Chosman Chagiga, and all the time of the Chagiga, you push it off. And the question, what is what is exactly does it mean that the Chagiga and the entire time of the Chagiga? So Itaka saw three opinions. One was the opinion of uh, Oshaya, which is that what it means is that the Korban Chagiga on when when Yom Tov falls out on Shabbos as well as the Olas Re'iya, even on Yom Tif, you push off to the next day rather than bring it early because it's not yet, it's, the time hasn't yet arrived. Um, Ravis says that what it means is that you can uh, offer the Korban Chagiga during the entire festival. So for example, if you didn't offer Korban Chagiga on the first day of Sukkot, you could bring it throughout Sukkot and even Shemini Atzeres, but after that you can no longer bring it. And Ravashi says that the Chiddush is that even when it comes to um, Shavuos, which is only one day, you can nonetheless offer the Korban Chagiga and do Tashlumen. For example, if Shavuos fell out on the Shabbos, you could do it for the um, for, for an entire week. We then saw a very interesting um, um, sort of um, <coughs> attribution, I guess, that Rebbe um, planted a tree on Purim. And the question was, how could Rebbe plant a tree on Purim? How can he do Malacha on Purim? So one answer was that, well, Rebbe lived in Tiberia where Purim was on the 15th and Itaka planted a tree on the 14th. All right. Another answer is that, well, the Yidin never accepted upon themselves to refrain from doing Malacha on Purim. They accepted upon themselves the getting Fashnikit, eating Suda, Matanus of etc., but not Isra Malacha. All right. Or you could say that even um, they did accept, uh, you know, that right, right, that even um, they wouldn't do melacha. However, Rabbi was talking of planting an atiyah shosimcha, like a tree for the um, for the king or something like that. Now, we Taka saw a very uh, interesting question when it comes to Tveria. Is that is Tveria? We saw Chizkiah was uncertain if Tveria was considered a walled city or not when it comes to reading the Megillah because one of the walls of Tveria is actually the sea which is not a proper which is not technically a wall and the question is so what, what does it go based on? Does it go based on the fact that it needs to be concealed and if it's revealed it's a problem and Tveria is revealed because it's open on one side technically right on this from the sea or do we say it's about being protected and uh, Tveria is protected because it's got a wall on three sides and the other side is the sea so therefore it is relatively protected, and that is why Chizkiah was uncertain if Tveria was considered a walled city or not. Friends, that um, was Tav Heim Sech Megillah. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace out.